Welcome to the Mavericks and Misfits podcast, where anyone and everyone who cannot bear the thought of remaining trapped in a status quo version of Christianity can find a home. Religious traditions eventually suffocate us. Empty church trends almost always leave us in the shallow end of the pool. But kingdom truth straight from God's word spiritually transforms us. And if you desire this, then you too are likely a maverick and a misfit. And now, here is our host, a Christian whose entire ministry has challenged the religious system, Jeff Lyle. Well, at the time of this recording, we are about to close out another calendar year. It is, in my experience, the quickest year I have ever lived on planet Earth. And um, as 2023 is about to find us, here we are saying goodbye to 2022. Um, How was this year for you? Like, have you stopped and thought about it? I get very reflective, um, usually in November and December uh, of a year. Um, I always slow down in November and December. Uh, Ministry kind of hits its own kind of, I don't know if it's the holidays or whatever, but everybody's running here and there. And, you know, it's just hard to get anything new done in November and December. And so right before Thanksgiving every year, I I tend to just pump the brakes a little bit. This year, I actually took uh, some time off. And so I've been on a very short ministry sabbatical and um, which basically means I'm not, I'm not serving and, and preaching my weekly stuff at um, Church at Winder. Um, I'm still teaching at the college, Caneo Ministry Training Center, and still doing the podcast. But I canceled, I cleared my calendar of all previously scheduled preaching engagements, uh, talked to the church family, and let them know um, that the Lord wanted me to catch my breath. And the reason why is this year it was fast, but the reason it was fast is because it was war. You know, you lose track of time during war. <laughs> you know, you don't know what some days what what hour it is. At other times, you don't know what day it is. And um, I look back over 2022 and really, quite honestly, almost from the very first day of 2022, um, battle lines were being drawn in the spirit. The enemy um, had plenty on his agenda for me, uh, for my family, for the church that I pastor. And, um, there were days, quite honestly, I was like, man, is this what I signed up for in 2022? And here's the thing. When you sign up your life to walk by faith behind the son of God, um, then you just, you just learn to expect the unexpected. And so we spent from February until, um, really late January until probably, late August in the most intense, unbroken season of spiritual warfare I've ever gone through in my life. And this is beyond just, you know, pastoral challenges, because, you know, if you're in ministry vocationally, and especially if you're in local church work, you just go ahead and make up your mind. You you signed up for people difficulties. That's just part of the package. You can't be in any kind of shepherding a leading role with without people problems. And so if you can't handle that, you don't need to be in ministry. But this was far beyond people problems. This was the most intense demonic, sustained demonic warfare that I've ever gone through. And I look back now, and part of it was that I completely underestimated um, what I was getting into when you know I said yes to the Lord to move to Barrow County, move ministry to Barrow County and to tackle some long-standing, entrenched strongholds 
along with a lot of other people. It was not just me, just dozens and dozens of people at the church at Winder and even other churches in our area just said, we're sick of Barrow County being oppressed. We're sick of Satan getting the glory. We're sick of the addiction. We're sick of the violence and the crime. We're sick of the poverty and we're sick of the spirit of religion. And so we made it our aim, and it's been going on for about two years now, made it our aim just to say, we're tired of this. God's going to do something in Barrow County and the Bethlehem Winder area especially. And um, so we just set our faces like Flint and said, we're, we're going to bring the cross and the throne of Jesus Christ to bear in this county like it never has before. And man, I'm just here to confess. Let me just say kind of with my little bit embarrassed, but I, I, I dramatically underestimated the strongholds and the principalities and powers that have been ruling over that region. And, uh, you know, there were a lot of days I felt like I was getting my backside handed to me by the enemy. And, you know, you, you got a choice when, when the enemy goes hard after you and you know, it's the enemy, it's not you being a whiner and it's not you just, you know, over spiritualizing normal life difficulties, but you really do feel the attack because you can see it in ways that are plainly demonic. And you can see it in areas where you recognize that oh, this is not normal. These are not normal patterns. Um, what you, you have to, you've got one of two choices. You either, you either give up the ground that God's called you to take, or you go low and you fast and you pray and you get still and you get quiet and you, you get to where nothing matters more than hearing the directives of the almighty telling you where to go, when to do it, when to move, when to stand still. And all the while you've got that other component of the Christian life, which is die to yourself. So while the enemy's trying to kill you, God's also trying to kill you. Hold on. You, you, did you, some of you just flinched. You just kind of recoiled at that. No, I'm dead serious. The enemy tries to kill you so that you can't ever be anything for the Lord. The Lord works to kill you so you can become everything that you were meant to be for the Lord. And if you don't agree with that, then you're going to have a hard time explaining what Jesus meant when he said, take up your cross, follow me daily and die to yourself. So the invitation for the servants of the Lord, sons and daughters who serve the Lord, um, the invitation is come and die and you're going to die every single day. And so we had all of that going on, massive people problems and all of that too. But ultimately you get to a place where you just maintain your integrity before the Lord. You go low, you wait on God's timing and you do the hard work. And, um, I'd love to tell you I'm out of it, but I'm not because I'm still in the same battle scene. But what I am doing is taking a little break here at the end of the year, because uh, my intention is fully show up armed, prepared and refreshed when the new year rolls around. And thank God, let me just say this. Thank God for the people at the church at Winder, man. We have an incredible group of people there and we have been working strongly towards cultivating uh, defining and cultivating and releasing into fivefold ministry. And so it's not going to ever be a one man show over there. Um, I'm not that guy. Uh, I have gifts, I have abilities, so do you, but I have a lot of areas where I've got nothing from the Lord. Like the Lord has not equipped me to serve in areas. There's not grace for certain components of ministry that have to be done. But when somebody who's not graced to do it, tries to do it, it's miserable for everybody. And so what we've done is we have identified and equipped and released um, dozens of people. And even in my absence uh, here at the end of the year, um, we, we've got pulpit supply. We've got people leading prophetic, people leading intercession, people leading evangelism. We are mobilizing for greater uh, teaching um, what do you call them? Formats, forums, teaching forums in the upcoming year. And of course, our, our elders are leading in my absence while the people have enthusiastically said, Jeff, catch your breath, take care of your family. And um, 
you know, we'll be here when you get back. So praise the Lord. I just want to give a quick shout out to Church at Winder and those precious people there. I love them. And some of you are listening. I love you. And uh, just so grateful to be able to uh, lead and serve there. Um, I'm going to give you something today because it actually loosely connects. I don't have all, I don't have a bunch of Bible stuff today. I've got one verse actually that I want to talk to you about, and it's out of Isaiah 57. When I was in our prayer meeting, as a matter of fact, I think it was the last prayer meeting I went to before I started this sabbatical. And if you ask me, if, what do you miss most about being on this uh, little short sabbatical at the end of the year? It's not preaching. Um, I miss more than anything the Tuesday night prayer gatherings at the church at Winder because for me that's where the Lord is really just pumping the blood of what he's doing into the veins of the church in those Tuesday night prayer meetings. And I was sitting there on that last Tuesday night and um, I was actually looking for a different verse and and I, I knew it was in Isaiah 55 and when I opened up my Bible on my iPad just while uh, the prayer meeting was getting started, I ended up in Isaiah 57 and I just started reading it because that's where I opened up to. And I got down to verse number 10 and this verse gripped me. When I say gripped me, it was like, oh, Holy Spirit has me in a beautiful like clutch right here. And um, this is what Isaiah 57, 10 says. It's a, it's a great verse for the end of the calendar year, too, because as soon as I read it, some of you are going to be like, oh, man, that's me. So let me read it to you. Isaiah 57, 10, God speaking to the children of Israel. He said, you were wearied with the length of your way, but you did not say it is hopeless. You found new life for your strength. Isaiah 57, 10, I'm going to read it again. You were wearied, I'm reading out of the English Standard Version, you were wearied with the length of your way, but you did not say it is hopeless. You found new life for your strength. What's amazing about that verse is Isaiah 57 is not a happy chapter. God's scolding his people. And then in the middle of the scolding, you've, you've got this verse where he says, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm watching you and you're tired and the length of your journey has felt really, really drawn out and you're, you're wearied, but I wasn't only watching you. I was listening and I never heard you say it was hopeless. Golly, that's so good. He says, you did not say it is hopeless. And then the last part of that verse says you found new life for your strength. Now, where did that land with you? Some of you are like, Oh man, Where's that verse been for me? Isn't it amazing how just, I mean, I know I've read this verse probably dozens of times and because I've, you know, just reading the Bible over 30 years, you've, especially the book of Isaiah, I know I've read this verse, but I don't remember it. And it jumped off of my iPad screen in the prayer room the other day. And it was just, oh my goodness, thank you, Lord. It was so reassuring. Like there's permission in it. He says, hey, yeah, your way has been long and you, you got weary, you got tired. And before you super spiritual people say, well, bless God, Jeff, you backslidden Christian, you shouldn't get weary. Uh, I'll remind you that in John 4, the Bible says Jesus sat down by the well wearied. And it wasn't even noon that day. He got wearied. You get tired, man. If you're, if you're doing the Christian life right, you will get tired at times. You know, apologies ahead of time to all you super Christians out there who pretend like you, you don't get tired. Listen, um, you, you will you, you can run and not get weary, but it doesn't mean the fact that it's not like you can, won't ever get weary. Ultimately, when, when we're reading verses like that in Isaiah 40, 31, 
like you won't stay weary or your weariness will not destroy you. But Jesus got weary. Paul, the apostle in his writing talks about working himself in toil. He talks about toil, sleepless nights, talks about all the trials and the problems and the care of the churches that he experienced. And so the, the weary factor is real. We just like, we, we, we like to put on our cape and pretend we're a super Christian. We don't ever get weary. Okay. Well, super Christian fly away. <laughs> this is for the rest. <laughs> this is for the rest of us. So I took off my cape and I said, yes, Lord, Isaiah 57, 10 told me I got wearied with the length of my way for 2022. For some of y'all it was like a really long, tiring journey, but look at the middle part of the verse. God says, yeah, I saw that. I saw you, you got tired. It was long. It was hard, child. He said, but I was listening. And you just get the affirmation of the Lord. He said, along the wearying long way, you never said it's hopeless. Can you just sit there for a second and let, just let the Lord wash you in that? Like he doesn't, not only does he not scold you for getting tired and worn out at times, but he affirms that in your tiredness, and weariness, you never once word cursed your life by saying it's hopeless. So even in the midst of weariness and brokenness and bruisings and battles and waitings and delays and, you know, detours, God says, ah, I heard you and never heard you once tell the world or even tell yourself that it was hopeless. You know why we don't lose hope? It's not because we're not stretched and we're not worn out and we're not even, it's not even because we're immune from uh, occasional fear or dread. It just means that we we've come to a place in our Christian journey where Jesus is bigger on the inside than anything we're facing on the outside. Like Jesus is our hope. Jesus doesn't just give hope. He doesn't give hope independently of himself. He, he is our hope. And so, you know, you've, you've faced some intense battles in your life and maybe this year wasn't the hardest year, but you can look back and you, you can see, oh man, that was harrowing. That was brutal. That was intense. And I didn't know when it was going to end, but I always knew that the one who beat death could beat this lesser thing that I was facing. That's a, that's by the way. I, I probably say this regularly enough on Mavericks and Misfits that you who listen, you know, this is just part of my platform, like in, inside of me, I operate on the platform that if Jesus beat death, which he did, then Jesus in me can beat anything less than death. I can't think of a more intimidating foe than physical death. Like that's intense. But Jesus showed that he beat that. And then when he came to live in me as the resurrection and the life, that means I beat death. Therefore, anything less than death, if, if, if I survive a nuclear bomb dropped on me, if I could survive that physically, then I'm not going to be afraid when somebody pulls out a 38 revolver. Do you follow what I'm saying here? It's like the degree of weaponry against you doesn't get any higher than Satan's desire to steal, kill, and destroy you. And Jesus rendered that ineffective, inoperative. 
because you are triumphant in Christ because death, Satan's greatest weapon will not win against you because Jesus has rendered death ineffective. He who lives and believes in me will never die. That's what Jesus told um, Martha and Mary. The one that lives and believes in me will never die. And so if I've already got the greatest victory, then how can I lose hope in lesser victories? Or excuse me, in lesser battles. How can I lose hope when somebody, when life pulls out a 38 revolver on me, when I've already survived and overcome the nuclear explosion that life can hand, hand you? That's why we don't say it's hopeless. Let me just tell you, friend, you, listen, you may be wearied. You may be battling fe- feelings of hopelessness. And that's why God sovereignly orchestrated for you to hear this podcast today. Because he's saying in your heart of hearts, in your spirit, your soul may be feeling it's hopeless, but your spirit will never say it's hopeless. My redeemed friend, child of God, let your spirit instruct your soul. They're not the same thing. Your soul is that housing place in you of your emotions and your thoughts, and those are subject to the fall. Your soul can be bruised. Your soul can be sick. Your soul can be broken. Your soul can be scarred and wounded. But your spirit, no, 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 that's the real you. The real you is that born again, the new man, the spirit of you. That that component of who you are never loses hope because that component, your spirit is untouchable by the devil. He goes after your soul. So you've got to get to that place where you, you come, you're living from the spirit, not from your soul. And so your soul may want to cry out, it's hopeless, but your spirit says, not so fast. You be quiet. It is not hopeless because Jesus Christ rules and reigns and I am a new creation in Christ. I am triumphant in Christ. I am more than a conqueror in Christ. I am always being granted the victory in Christ. And so even though your circumstances might one up you from time to time, your spirit's going to say, ah, I've got hope because I've got Jesus and this thing that is trying to undermine me will eventually be underneath me. Can you, can you say amen to that? Can you find that? Which is really what the, the third part of that verse, Isaiah 57, 10, you were wearied with the length of your way, but you did not say it is hopeless. And then the third part says you found new life for your strength. You found something. You uncovered something. You discovered something. You recovered something. You found new life for your strength. You found what you needed to continue. You got up. You pressed forward. You moved in. You told your soul to sit down and be quiet because your dent in your soul doesn't have the right to tell your spirit how things are going to go. Remember when David wrote in the Psalms, he said, why are you so downcast within me? Oh, my soul. David instructed his soul. What did he instruct it with? He said, why are you downcast? Oh, my soul. He said, put your hope in God because your soul that, and listen, you're, you're not a, you're not an aardvark. You're not a weird creation. Like you're, you're, you're just normal when your soul gets weary and when, when you struggle and when you feel the weight of life. Your soul is clamoring to be in the platform with the mic speaking to your spirit. The soul wants to say, oh, no, it's terrible. Oh, no, it's never going to end. Oh, no, we're not going to make it. Oh, no, I've got a right to fall down and fall apart and fade away and all that. Your soul will tell you that stuff. But, but if you live from the spirit, if you live from the spirit, your spirit is like never subject to that. 
I'm talking about like, in, in, I'm talking in a technical, theological sense. Your spirit is not subject to what your soul is subject to. But if you give your soul the greater platform, then you will start living according to what's going on in your soul and not what's going on in your spirit. And the spirit is always linked up. That's the new man. It's, all, it's always linked up with the Holy Spirit for the regenerate. And so your spirit begins to say, I don't believe the lie of my soul. I don't believe the lie of my circumstances. I don't believe that my circumstances or the devil or my flesh or other people have the authority to tell me what my life is actually going to be about. I will listen to the Holy Spirit who is speaking through and to my human spirit, the reborn me. And that's why you're able to say, I am finding new life for my strength, something shifting in me. Guys, I, I promise you this. Um, I've learned almost everything I've learned as a believer. I've learned it through the, the basic discipline of, of just figuring it out as I go. And I'm not plugging my book. <laughs> that is the title of my book. But the basic discipline of just figuring out as I keep going. Like you ask me what is probably the most essential trait of the victorious Christian. It's that she never quits. She never quits. He never quits because the soul will tell you to quit. The soul will tell you it's over. And people will tell you that. And by the way, the devil always tells you that the devil always is looking to inform your soul. That's why you got to be real careful about what you let enter your mind. Because what enters your mind eventually takes up residence in your soul. It's like furniture. It just sets up a chair and it's going to sit there. So if you're listening to defeated stuff, oh yeah, you're just subjecting your soul to defeat. If you're listening to hostile stuff, um, you're just subjecting your soul to hostility. If you're listening to immoral stuff, yeah, you're just walk, welcoming immorality to take up residence in your soul. And when you start filling your soul with stuff that God never intended from you, your soul gains negative strength. Like, by the way, the, the opposite is also true. If you feed your soul with what is good, you feed your soul with what is true. Whatsoever things are true, just, pure, lovely. Paul talks, said, think on these things and you'll experience the peace of God. So you're constantly feeding your soul and whatever you put into your soul the most will characterize the atmosphere of your soul. And if you get a positive atmosphere in your soul, that's going to work in powerful conjunction with your spirit. And so you're not only going to be doing good in your spirit, you're going to be doing good in your mind and your emotions. But if you are allowing negative furniture to be moved into your soul, then it's going to create a toxic atmosphere and that, that grows louder and louder and it will seek to compete with your spirit about what's going to run your life. You're either going to live your life from your soul, you're going to live your life from your spirit. And so when you are finding yourself wearied, but you're strong in your spirit, the writer of Proverbs says the spirit of a man will sustain his weakness. Do you know that? Your spirit can sustain you when you are weak in other areas and you'll find new life for your strength. Now, listen, I'm going to wrap this up. I know it's getting long and hard for some of you guys. I feel you on that. Um, been there, done that. I already I started out this podcast episode by telling you that this was the longest and I would say in ministry, the hardest years. I've gone through harder things personally 
in our family and stuff, but I've never gone through a harder ministry year than this. And that's saying a lot. I mean, cause I've, I've done a lot of stuff in ministry by God's grace and, and we've had some hard, hard years. You try reforming a fundamentalist Baptist church into a spirit filled church. That's not easy work, but that was nothing compared to what we've dealt with this year. And so the marathon gets long and the, the journey gets long and the way gets wearisome at times. You know, and some people were born to run marathons and <laughs> some people were even born to win marathons. But if I'm being honest, most of us prefer the short route and the quickest route from one point to another. And marathons are just not our thing. We don't want to, we don't want to run marathons true in the physical. And it's also true in the spiritual, but the difference is in the spiritual journey, we're not given a choice. The whole thing's a marathon because the race of faith is long and undeniably, sometimes it gets exhausting. So we, we can get tempted to wonder if we're ever going to finish. And honestly, even when we're finishing and enduring, sometimes we don't feel like we're winning, but I'll say this, if you're enduring, you're winning. It's when you quit enduring that you cease winning. And so from this little obscure verse in Isaiah 57, I hear the voice of God almighty encouraging you. I hear him motivating you and affirming you if you've gotten tired because he's not mad at you if you've gotten weary. He understands. But what, what, what he loves is when that weariness doesn't rob you of hope. He says, I never heard them say there is no hope or it is hopeless. Friends, I just want to remind you of that today. If you're in a great place, just file this podcast episode for the time when you're not in such a great place. But if you're not in a great place right now, I'm just simple enough to believe that God sent this word to you today to say, I see that you're tired, but I also hear what you're saying. And I've never heard you say that it was hopeless. And I like that in you. I like that you don't let your weary soul speak instead of your indomitable spirit because your spirit will never say it's hopeless because your spirit is 100% in the hands of Jesus Christ who overcame the greatest weapon ever thrown at you and he's overcoming these lesser weapons that are being aimed at you right now. All right, time's gone today. Thanks for tuning in to Mavericks and Misfits and just continue every week, Tuesdays. We drop a new episode. It should be there by the time you wake up on Tuesday mornings and uh, just keep tuning in. You can always help us by rating and reviewing Mavericks and Misfits wherever you listen to this podcast. And if you're interested in more resources, then you can go to transformingtruth.org or download the free Transforming Truth app. That one little app that works on whatever your mobile device is, your phone or your iPad or your tablet, um, that app has everything, including Mavericks and Misfits episodes. And so you can get full-length sermons, video, audio, blogs, social media, all the stuff. It's all there on the Transforming Truth app. And uh, if you are interested, I didn't intend to mention it, but I did mention my book, Figuring Out As I Go. Um, that may encourage you because really it's just a journey into the Father's heart and it's my story, uh, my life story. 
And uh, it's encouraged and helped a lot of people along the way. First part of it's kind of sad, but it ends in some really spectacular breakthroughs. I share a lot of stories about some of the things I experienced as a lost person, including my time in the occult with drugs and all of the stuff that went along with it. And then the the amazing tale of uh, how God saved me and rescued me and delivered me in an instant, literally in one moment, he delivered me and then set me on this journey that I'm getting to run right alongside some of you, and I'm blessed to do it. We'll talk to you next time on Mavericks and Misfits. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Mavericks and Misfits. If you are helped by what Jeff shared today, please take a moment to rate and review Mavericks and Misfits with Jeff Lyle on iTunes or Spotify. Your review helps us enlarge our digital footprint to reach more potential listeners every week. Also, please take advantage of the free written and video resources made available at transformingtruth.org. Join us again every Tuesday for a brand new episode of Mavericks and Misfits.